All right, I'm gonna see, get the pauses for a little bit, get some people on. And um, it's gonna kind of use this as a promotional piece and marketing, but I decided just to do a Facebook Live on this. Uh, again, kind of opposite approach to what a lot of companies might wanna do, and that's talk honestly about, you know, getting cancellations. And um, we get we get cancellations with our services and kind of wanted to talk about it and break it down and why. One, uh, I got a different camera going, so I don't know if this is blurry or not, if I come up blurry or not, but hopefully I don't. And I got a new camera coming here soon that's uh, hopefully gonna be even a little bit better. But um, again, I wanna talk about this kind of the blunt, bluntness of being a vendor and getting cancellations and, and maybe why and how it happens. And, I don't want this to come off as if we don't have problems uh, with our services and we're not, uh, you know, we're not perfect. And obviously there are things that maybe we missed that cause a cancellation, but I've uh, been doing this now for five years and uh, was with V Auto for eight years and I've dealt with some cancellations on that end. And, you know, when I, when I'm, when I'm talking about us here at La Pop, why we get, uh, why would a dealer, cancel our services and being reflective I've looked back and talked to a lot of these dealers and and even with Viato I, I called it and, and currently now it's kind of like the, the 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 boyfriend girlfriend breakup hey it's not your fault it's ours you know when they call you it's hey you know it's not your fault you're great uh, but we're just going another direction or we're cutting back expenses and you know you happen to be it but you know reflectively i know the principles and the things that we apply to a dealership work um i've been reading this and i've read it multiple times now but called relentless um uh, from good to great to unstoppable and uh, it's a great book but basically he's a physical therapist that's kind of the um last person a lot of these uh, athletes want to call he's a, a trainer for athletes but he's kind of the last person they want to call because they know they got to get serious. He doesn't mess around. And um, so the, you know, that's kind of reflective on ours, you know, what we do, what our principles that we do work with dealerships. And, and I'm not pushing this off to the dealers because there are things obviously, again, that we could be doing better. Um, this camera's a little messed up there that we could be doing better with our, ourselves and our, the way we communicate, maybe our reports and stuff. But Reflectively, you know, there hasn't been too many dealers that say, hey, no, you know, it works. It's just we're having a hard time, you know, getting everything lined up. And, and let me break that down for you. When we help dealerships attack their used car inventory, and we, we help dealers in used car inventory, new car inventory, we take the same principles of our used cars to new cars and um, help them manage and get that inventory moving. But we also help in internet based on my internet background and things like that, but uh, and in their internet process. But I'm just focusing on used here. But so when we attack that used car inventory, majority of our dealers have an aging problem. That's one reason why they, they reach out and wanna get that inventory cleaned up but it's at a commitment level um, on the dealership's end because it is painful. Again, going back to that physical therapist that 
for the professional athletes, it's a painful process. And, um, you know, I don't take it lighthearted. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be a gross issue for a little bit to get that inventory cleaned up and push that age cars gone. And it, it, the commitment level of how fast does that dealer want to pull off that bandaid? Because the longer they delay eating and getting rid of that aged inventory, the longer we're going to have gross problems. Because one of the things I promise our dealers is that you're going to see a 20, 30% increase in gross and volume. Hey, Doug, how you doing, man? Um, and so one of the things that um, we do and dealers see right away within 30 days, actually within a couple weeks, but definitely within 30 days or so in 60 days, we really start pushing up that volume. Dealerships can see, man, yeah, we're getting traffic. We're getting a ton of activity on our cars and their volume goes up. I have a dealer that's selling 30 cars and we're only a month and a half, two weeks into it and they're already at 50, 60 cars or almost, you know, double their production. Um, so they push, we get the volume up, but then what happens is they had to go start buying and feeding the beast. So they see the volume and, and, and two challenges, gross becomes an issue because we're attacking a high percentage of their sales are starting to go out on their age cars. And then what we're doing at the same time, we're attacking this fresh cars because we know with a gross, the most you're going to make on a car is when it's fresh, we want to increase the the sale rate of our fresh stuff. And what that means sometimes is actually get more aggressive. Some guys want to give a car a shot, which I get, but after 10, 14 days, let's get this car higher probability selling why it's fresh. So getting those moving. So we're, we're adjusting pricing on fresh stuff to get those moving and then busting out age stuff. And as that age, again, it depends on how fast they want to get rid of that age. If you have 20, 30% of your inventory age, that's where our sales are going to, 30% of our sales are more going to come out of. And if you don't get those gone within 30, 60, 90 days, we're going to continue to have a gross problem. Then in the same time, when we push up that volume, hey, Laura, as we push up that volume, um, they got to go buy cars now. They go, instead of going to the auction, buying 10, 15 cars, they're buying 20, 30 cars sometimes, and they got to get turnaround processes going. So now the volume's moving up, gross is taking a little bit of a hit as they're working out age, but then they got to go to the auction and buy cars. And, and a lot of times they buy it in bulk and sometimes pay too much because they need them. And then they take 20 cars coming in from the auction to keep the volume moving and push it into a process at the lot that can only handle 10. You know, their service, their detailers, the photo people, they can only, they're used to having five, 10 cars, maybe a week or a day or whatever, going through that department. And now it's double the work. So then our turnaround time starts slowing down. So again, as what, what happens is within the first 30, 60 days, because we do a 90 day agreement and then month to month after that, and that first, you know, 30 days, they see the volume, 60 days, they see the volume and they're still struggling with gross because we're still pushing out some age and they've delayed some decisions on taking some other hits. And again, I understand I'm sympathetic with that. And then we're pushing more inventory too. So, you know, now we're 60, 70 days into it and we're still pushing out age. And then I'm pressuring them to drop a price on a 20 day old car to get it moving. And they're going, man, I just got that car out of service. Give me a shot. You know, I, you know, I just got it photoed and then online because again, instead of getting it done in five, 10 days, photo described and online, hopefully three days, but five, seven days is respectable. But because of that big push in volume and the big push in buying more cars and shoving in the process, it's 20 days and it just got its photos done. And I'm telling them, let's adjust the price to push it out. And then, you know, that's where they got to take a breather and step back and go, okay, 
they either see the light at the end of the tunnel going, this, this does work, and I got to get this problem straightened out. I got to get my service, my turnaround time, and now I got to focus there. And that's where we do lack. You know, I don't have somebody going into the dealership, sitting down with them and handling that turnaround process because that is the legwork. That's the hard stuff. That's internal stuff. That's staffing, which is a, you know, budget problem. And it becomes, you know, and then process and process management. And there's things like rapid recon that can help manage that. I love it when my dealers have that because that's a commitment. When they invest in something like that, that's showing that they have a commitment to fine tuning that turnaround time. So, we, what happens, push up volume. Volume goes, they gotta buy cars. Now they're like, crap, we gotta get some more cars. We're selling them fast. And then we're still got age. And now the dealers that pull the Band-Aid off fast and can afford to take the hits on those age cars and clean it up within 30, 60 days. And then they're buying cars and starting to tweak their, their turnaround process. Within 90 days, they start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they go, ah, and they, they can take a breather now. The gross is going back up. The volume's going up. We got cars that you know we can uh, adjust in the first 14 days and still be making good money on them. Some quicker, their average age goes from 30 down into the 20s. The average age of sales goes from average age of a sold unit used to be 50 days because we have a bunch of age. Now it's down in 30 and 20. So we're pushing out fresher cars where the gross is. Those dealers start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and they don't look back. But the dealers that continue to struggle and that can't get this process right and have a, maybe a management problem and then people are complaining about gross and they can't make any money for 30 days because we're delaying eating out of the age and we're still trying to cycle out our turnaround time, they gotta make a commitment. And either they say, hey, we're on board, we're gonna figure this out and we're gonna keep this going or they go, ah, you know what? We just can't keep up. And then, like I said, we have our flaws. I'm not saying we're perfect, but majority of our dealers that cancel, they that's the point that they get to. They see that it works, but it's hard to keep up. And they want to go back to maybe the old ways and, and maybe, yeah, you know what, we were making a little bit more money when we are doing it our way. But again, they had an aging problem. Or, and, you know, and those dealers that decide to clean up their age, they do it. They clean up the age, take the hit, and everything's fine. They take a breather, say, let's get back to selling cars and making money. They get back to old habits, and then they go back down to 60, 90, 100 days later, they got an age problem again, and then they take a deep breath, clean it out, and they're in and out of these cycles. And so we get dealerships that sign up with that, and if they don't commit to doing what it takes to get out of those cycles, again, most of it wraps around turnaround time. 100% of it, 95% of it is turnaround time. Okay. And so, and buying, you know, buying the volume that they need and then getting it turned around is 95% of that problems once you get the volume going. And so that's why what happens when we get dealers to cancel. I mean, and it's, it's a tough because again, you know, we deal with, okay, now that you have this car, now what, now that you bought it, now that you trained to trade for it, now what are we doing? And that's what we deal with. Cause I don't write the check to buy cars at the auction. I don't appraise cars and desk deals. I don't know what we're buying. So I, I have little control of that, what's going on at the dealership. And then once it gets, we buy it and once it gets into our service, again, I'm not there to help figure out staffing problems, process problems and see what it takes to get there. And again, maybe that's a portion of our business we can go into. But if you're really serious about getting this thing going, you know, that's where we can help. Again, the philosophies of Dale Pollock, you know, velocity books that are out there and what V Auto tries to accomplish with dealers. Cause I know a lot of times when it, and not just V Auto, just market-based pricing, everybody thinks you got to drop your price and make it up in volume, but that's not the case. You can't have volume and gross. And it's the, 
we kick up that volume, but you got to get the other stuff humming. And so we get average stores, turn them into great stores because they, they, they go through the pain, they make the commitment and get out of it. But we also got really good stores, turn their inventory 15 times, making 15 to two, 1500, two grand a copy, but they want to get better. And those stores are the best because they're pretty quick on the adjustments that we need to make. And then boom, they see that volume and their gross is going up and they're already, because they're such a good operator, the processes are already in place and they know how to manage it and it just gets better and better. So even if you're a good operator, these principles can make you better. And if you're an average operator and want to get out of those cycles, we can get you there, but it's a commitment thing at, you know, on that turnaround time and buying. And so it wasn't much of a tip, but it was. I just, you know, it's it's a true struggle. Vendors deal, you know, we're at mid-year. And so I know a lot of guys are looking at budgets. We're in slower months. May and June was a little bit slow for guys. So they're looking at where they can make cuts. And then we'll have a pickup in July, August and sales. And and then again, you're going to go into a, a slower season, October, November, and a lot of markets. And so, um, you know, that happens. And, you know, we can easily be on the chopping block when that happens if we're not getting them cleaned up quick enough and getting that stuff going. But I, it really all in all for this to be a tip, it's turnaround time, turnaround time, turnaround time. Buying cars and get them turned around. And I won't say irregardless of what you bought and how you bought it, which it is, if you made a bad decision on a car, pay too much on it, it's even more crucial that you get that car flipped and turned around because you have a little bit of time to, to maximize gross on that. So regardless of what you buy and how you buy it, that turnaround time becomes more important. Check out companies like Rapid Recon to help you process manage that. And, um, but you know, the realities of a vendor, you're gonna get cancellations. And, um, but we're here for those guys who are ready to get committed, ready to stick of the cycles of, of those, you know, good months, bad months, aging, not aging, then aging again. And, and so we can get you more steady and get better results. I put a link in this that you can do a uh, click on my calendar, set a date and time. Uh, if you want to see other tips, uh, go to our YouTube channel. Just look up Lot Pop. There's probably 100 tips there. Give me a call or email jrice at Lot Pop, or we got 844 Lot Pop 4. And, uh, or go to our site, sign up for a free evaluation. We'll go through your inventory, look at your photos, descriptions, give you a breakdown of what you need to fix. No catch, no throwing in a demo. We'll just tell you here, here's some things that you, you need to, to fix on your inventory. I'll be glad to do that for you. Thanks for your time. Have a good weekend. Good sales.